What's up and welcome to another episode of the SBL podcast. Today, I sit down with up and coming UK bassist Daisy Pepper and we talk about doubling down on yourself on rock and roll, the things you love. In Daisy's case, it's rock. We talk about why Spectre basses rule and we talk about how to deal with haters on the internet. And you're going to want to check that out for sure. Uh, Daisy is one of our new teachers at SBL live class, and she is a absolute star. So definitely get ready for this. But before we get there, let me tell you what's going on this week at SBL product news. The first course of 2024 is now available in the SBL Academy. It's called compression everything you need to know with Jonathan Herrera. So if that's been a confusing topic for you, this is an amazing course. I need to go through it myself too. Also, the weekly SBL mentor session today, Monday, February 5th, Ariane Cap is in the mentor's hot seat doing the syncopation, elevation, tighten up your funk. And then next week, Monday, the 12th of February, Jonathan Marin, steadiness is a superpower. I'm a huge Marin fan. I'm going to try to tune in for that one. Hey, that's all of me. Let's get to this interview. Okay. Show me, show me this base and tell me everything about it. Because today, Daisy, you and I are Spectre buddies. Look at this. Come on. Oh my goodness. Two peas in a pod. And so different, but so alike at the same time. (laughs) I love it. Insane. It's so cool. Matching. What's your headstock like? My headstock is not matching. Mine is, mine is, <laughs> you, yeah, look at that level. cool headstock. Amazing. Flip yeah. it over. Show me the back. I got to see. Okay. We're, we got a pink oh, moment. Yours yeah. is like pink on the, am yeah, I right? I wanted to go hot pink. Um, oh I wanted this God. base to capture like everything that represents me. So even the headstock's <gasps> pink oh, as well. And, they, and Colin did that cool thing where it turns from blue to pink. Yeah, in so the, this one's, the neck? yeah, so it's, pur- it's purple. purple. I think it looks quite bluey, actually, on the screen, but it's purple. Yes, it um, is. Very dark purple. But yeah, that sort of matches the middle of this. So it kind of all, it all links really nicely. And then even on the side, that just... Oh, that, that is so cool. It's so nice. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. I love it. When did so you much? get that face? When did you get it? Um, So I would have got it March, uh, March or April last year. Um, I did it in collaboration with a shop in North Carolina called Music Loft. Sure. Um, they were having their shop anniversary, the 30th anniversary, I think, um, of bases, and they celebrated by bringing out a custom Spectre every month. Um, I was speaking to Chase, and I sort of, you know, he, he gets these really insane bell tops, and I've always wanted a bell, bell top base. Yes. Um, I love it. <laughs> and um, he said, well, let me send you some of the bell tops I've reserved. Um, and he went He went to the, the factory, took a picture of them all for me and was like, you know, pick which one you want. No way. And I saw this one and it had, you know, some really insane knots in it. Yeah. Um, faces, like you can see like little faces in it. And it's yeah, just so, cool. so detailed. Um, so I think I ordered it in October of 22. Or November, it. and it was done by March. They did it so quickly for me because um, it was in time for my birthday. So I was able to get this in time for that. And um, yeah, I even it's got, so uh, good. The, and go. it's got your That's logo. You were telling me my it's logo. your logo. <laughs> the pepper with the daisy on the top. <laughs> oh, yeah. Some people say it looks like a firecracker, which I quite like because. That's, yeah. Yeah, like the not? fuse is lit. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But they, they said cool. that, you know, 
there's a possibility that it might be really difficult to get those petals in. Um, but they absolutely smashed it. It's oh, they did. Like it's, it, I can't describe how detailed it is when you actually really look at it. It's really insane. Um, and the fact they were able to do this for me is just blows my mind. <laughs> That's so cool. Well, um, so you have to tell me. Like I don't know much about you. I feel we became Instagram friends uh, a while back. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, who is this Daisy? That's like playing rock music on Spectres because I feel like I came up in the era of like seeing you know late eighties, early nineties. I was really influenced by that period of like rock and grunge. So seeing Skid Row and Living Color and Pantera and Queensryche and oh. you know there are all these players that were playing Spectres. And I just absolutely fell in love with the look and the shape. And it wasn't w until way later that I got one in my life. But I remember being a kid being so, you know, seeing like Mike Starr with Alice in Chains with the bass like way yeah. down, but you know what I mean? Playing like a white NS2, you oh, know? And I was so like, cool. oh, it's so. But how, where did the love come from for, I mean, I guess I'm talking about Spectres, but we can even broaden it more to just like rock and roll. How did you fall in love with the genre and kind of this style of bass? I mean, I'll start off with the, the Spectres because I guess that sort of links. If I feel like it was a, a connection that's sort of like meant to be. It was, um, I didn't even realise that I'd been seeing Spectres growing up because I'd only started playing bass when I was, uh, how old was I? 14, 13, 14. Okay, yeah, um, right. So I was a late, a late starter. In, I'm 22 now. So, you know, I've not actually been playing for, for all that long. Yeah. Um, but... With Spectre, I got recommended them. I have a Patreon, and one of my very lovely Patreon members, Thomas, recommended I check him out. You know, he he was playing them as well. And he said, you know, you should check out this company. They've got some really sick basses. I think the tone would suit you and, and everything. Yeah. So I, I think I went and bought the Squid first, my um, Euro oh, 5LE Squid. Yes, I remember that bass. It was, was that in conjunction with Dark Glass? Yeah, or, so that was okay. another thing. It was like getting the spectre then introduced me to the dark glasses yes. and then now i'm a dark glass artist and a spectre artist and it's, it feels like it just worked out so well and emg it's got some mm. sick emgs on it yes. um, and that i was like this is my tone i was like this bass sounds so massive yes. um and then i got the bug i saw they had an ns4 in stock at the shop i bought it from here in the uk bought that and then i was like oh my god they got usa bases these are insane um so I, I, that, <laughs> I don't know how many Spectres I've got now, but it's, I think it's like 14 or 15. Um, so I've truly got the bug that for them. That is wild. That is wild. <laughs> that is I think so I like cool. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's so fun because I'm 45, so I am more than twice your age. It, yeah. It's just so fun to see somebody your age coming up that's doing that, uh, what, you know, is into the same kind of aesthetic tone thing that I was into in my, you know, it's, it's like, that's what happens when you get old, you see things come around again. That's when you yeah. know it hasn't happened to you yet, Daisy, probably, but it will. There'll be a time late twenties, early thirties where you'll be like, Oh, I remember that from like middle school. And you'll be like, yeah. Oh God, it's happening. It's already but kind it's of so happening. Fun. Like yeah? I'm seeing the obsession come back with, you know, my, like I went for a new metal phase and an emo phase and everything. <laughs> yes. And I'm seeing it kind of come around again and I'm going, oh my gosh, like you're only just discovering Fallout Boy and, and everything. <laughs> yes. 
Like, yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like, true. Wow, it's all coming back around. <laughs> oh, it's cr- Daisy. I have a I have a twelve year old daughter named Everly <laughs> who was like, Dad, I really need to know. There, there's like a boy that she is, you know, it thinks is cool in school that plays guitar, right? And, nice. And he really, yeah, and he really likes Guns and Roses. Oh, which, wow. Right, was like Duff and Guns N' Roses. That was my middle school, you know, in right? real time. And she's like, I need to I need to dig into Guns N' Roses, probably start with Appetite for Destruction. And I'm like, this is so bizarre, you know? Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Great. Yeah, because they're yeah. all like learning. They have to learn about this music. And right. I think it's cool seeing... Like, you know, everyone I know pretty much knows what I know. But I think when you then start introducing people to these songs, I'm thinking, oh, my God, you've not heard this before. Like, you'll get to listen to this for the first time. Isn't that exciting? Like, yeah. Are you not thrilled? <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate I mean, yes. it. I haven't got this moment. <laughs> right. When did you did you come up playing bass first? Because I know you play guitar as well. Were you a guitar player yeah. first? Like, what did that look like in your journey? Uh, my musical journey has been weird. I um, started guitar when I was six. Wow. Um, I used to love Metallica growing up. I would dance in front of the TV to um, Enter Sandman, like Nickelback, um, yes. the Chili Peppers, the, best. Um, the Killers and the Kaiser Chiefs. The Kaiser Chiefs were my first love. That's, um, you know, I think a bit of a wild card. Like I never see anyone talk about them, but I had like a genuine obsession. I was so young when I was obsessed with them and I was too young. I couldn't go to any concerts. Sure. Um, you know, my dad used to email them and try and get me in. Oh, <laughs> that's so cool. Oh, but it was, um, yeah, they were my first, first love. And I, you know, I loved my indie, I loved my rock and I loved metal. So I started guitar when I was six. However, I stopped it after about a year. Okay. Um, I just didn't really get it. I was not vibing with it. Um, I couldn't. I just couldn't figure it out and it was I think I was just too young and I didn't really get what I wanted um sure I just didn't really get it so um I left that for a bit and I started trumpet lessons again really random Amazing. um I played trumpet for I don't even know what age I started like nine yeah started trumpet at nine and even I was like 14 I think so I played it for a while um piano lessons you know just like the sort of side instruments until I sort of found my one um so i picked up ukulele in school and then i picked up guitar again and i was like oh i'm actually kind of understanding this kind of i was playing ukulele chords on the guitar yeah um don't ask i was putting the capo on like the, i don't even remember the 12th fret and i was or the, no, like the 10th fret i was playing sure. ukulele chords like up here to songs and just looking them up and because i couldn't be bothered to learn the guitar chords and i didn't get it um, right but that's <laughs> but cool counts, that, that's like that's like pre-internet stuff. I mean, that's the stuff that I had to do when I, you know, like when I was learning, there was no, there was like the internet hadn't been invented. It sounds so like, like 1800s or something, but no, it, it's crazy, that. right? And you just Absolutely. sort of are like, well, I have this thing and I guess maybe it sounds like they're doing something like this and that sometimes that can be, instead of looking up the perfect YouTube tutorial, right? That can be yeah. kind of a cool way to invent your own thing. So I dig 10th fret capo. <laughs> Ukulele chords on guitar. I'm into it. I mean, you got to figure it out somehow, and it's all experimentation, right? That's how you, right. you know, you learn and you figure things out. And I think it wasn't until a friend was like, "Why are you playing chords like that? That's not a G at all. That's that's a D." And I was like, "What? No, because a G chord on the ukulele is the same layout the same as a shape. G chord." Sure. 
So she was like, why are you playing a, a, that? As, then I was like, oh, maybe I should learn. But I think... Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so embarrassing. It's um, awesome. It's, yeah, I look back and I'm like, what was I doing? Um, but then I think it was, yeah, when I was 14, um, my music teacher in school started up a bass club to get more... I went to an all-girls school. Um, so to get more girls playing bass, because he was a bassist. Um, and it, I think we were learning Gold on the Ceiling by the uh, the Black Keys. Oh, cool. That was my first song on bass. Yep. Um, and I think it was also Banana Pancakes by Jack Johnson. Jack Johnson, those, sure. Those two yep. ba- bass lines. Um, and he was like, you're picking this up really quickly. You're a natural. Like, you can you can do this. Oh, and I was cool. so excited. I remember I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe someone's just said that to me. Oh, <laughs> Um, that's a big deal, right? Like when, when an elder or a teacher or whatever, someone who you associate with the thing you want to do says you're good at this. Like that's a big moment. Recognized. Yes. I think it was, so I loved music. And at that point I was in my emo phase as well. Like, you know, there was a lot of really killer bass lines going on in that sort of era and the music I was hearing, but I never knew what a bass was. I literally, until that moment I took that class, never had I ever heard what a bass was. No one had mentioned it. You know, if I was watching music videos, I just thought it was a guitar. I didn't I didn't have a clue. So I guess my, my journey started literally from the moment that I got told that. And I went home and bought a little Ibanez bass. I think oh, one of the SR awesome. series. Yes. And that was my first bass that night. <laughs> That's so cool. And then has it been pretty much bass, no looking back, or do you still play sometimes play other things? Um, I play guitar pretty much on the on on the side now. It's like a mainly as a hobby because I think now that bass is my job, it's important to have a musical instrument that you like that is a hobby. So I don't just sit and play bass all the time. You know, I don't get to sit down and play songs for fun really much anymore it's very it's balanced just... daisy this very balanced approach <laughs> trying my best <laughs> <laughs> oh my god doesn't always great. work but <laughs> yeah okay but so, because you don't want to you know? overload yourself with bass you want to have <clears throat> something yeah. give you some perspective yeah I, I really love metal and i love you know i've got an eight string guitar and i just love playing that and getting the i'm getting the low end but on a guitar it's really funny yeah i'm um, treating a guitar like a like a bass pretty much. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and you're playing, I mean, I, I'm seeing you gigging. Talk about what your gigging life looks like right now. Um, my gig rig um, is pretty fluid, to be honest. It kind of keeps switching up, but there's some things that stay sort of the same. Always pretty much a Spectre Live now. Um, the EMGs. Um, am I, these, this is my 40, the 40 DCX yeah. pickups. Love these. Uh, 18 volt Haslabs preamp yeah um that's my that's like the sound that i sort of associate to myself um and i put that into one of two amps um so it's either the dark glass microtubes 900 v2 yeah um or an ashdown um rm 500 combo um which i'll take on sort of slightly bluesier tours just to get a bit more low end um or like a bit more of a sort of classic sound if you will yeah um and then the dark glass if i want to if i want to kick some butt <laughs> <laughs> right because they have like drive options inside and it sounds right so they can be killer. really gritty yeah oh dude it's like that when i plug into that amp the 
the excitement that fills my body I'm like oh that tone is just so mint and it just never gets old of turning it on and you can just hear it start up and I'm like oh I'm starting a spaceship <laughs> this is like world. Dark Glass would be so happy to hear you say this I'm sure you've said it to them but, oh, I, I, yeah, I'm, like, in their DMs, like, you guys are the best. <laughs> oh, that, I mean, it is really incredible to find a piece of gear that resonates with you that, like, just approaching it to use it makes you excited. Like, that's yeah. a big deal. Like, finding <clears throat> something like that, whether it's yeah. an instrument or, like, right, an amp, pedals, whatever it is. I love that. Like, like it's spooling up and you're like, oh, this is going to be awesome. Yeah, exactly. And it's, you know, it's, it's got the lights on it and it, you know, it just <laughs> yeah. looks so futuristic and cool. Right. And, you know, on stage, it doesn't matter, you know, how big the audience is. They'll still see those, those little six band EQ lights. Yeah, lining up. the sliders. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm right. like, you know, that I got, I got the tone. <laughs> um, so I use that, use that a lot through, uh, I use a 210. doesn't matter what the amp is. It's, it's always 210, you know, it's amazing. The, and are you out? One. Are you out on the road a lot? Are you doing sometimes where you're gone for a long time? Do you go out on weekends? Like, what does that look like for you? Yeah, I mean, I'm doing, I could be here all day, to be honest, talking about, I, I think I'm quite lucky in that I've got like a lot of projects happening throughout the year. Yeah. Um, so I kind of like look at my year like a pie, you know, if you have like a 12 slice pie each month is, and like each month is a different flavor, you know? Yes. Um, like a 12 piece pie of different flavors. Um, so, you know, I could have, I mean, last year in October, November, December, I had three different tours, um, back, <laughs> back to back. So I wasn't really home like at all. Wow. Um, you know, I was going around Europe and I've gone around the UK. Um, and the what, same what, and what bands are you out with? <laughs> um, what bands do you say? Sorry. Yeah. Um, so I've been playing bass for Laura Evans. She's, um, like a blues, uh, Americana country rock oh, cool. kind of artist. She's incredible. Um, super fun to play with. She's so talented and her voice is just incredible. And yeah, playing bass on her songs is, is not on the, the studio records, but playing them live, super fun. Um, you know, I've just went on European tour with her and it was just so incredibly well done it, you know so it couldn't cool. have gone better it, it went really really well and um, we had no idea sort of how it was how it was going to turn out and yeah. you know staying in different hotels e every evening and getting in a van for five hours and driving you know all across all of across course, Europe yes um insane you know and, and um that was a really cool opportunity going oh, around I'm sure going around Europe. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've been playing with the cut which is like a punk rock um, singer, it's, it's called the Cut Collective. So there's quite a few bassists, um, rhythm guitarists, drummers that kind of do whatever gigs they can. Sure. Um, so I've just did a gig. We'd supported Danko Jones um, going around the UK. That was in December. Um, that was insane because support tours are in incredible because you meet so many people, new yes. crew members, new bands, um, getting to speak gear you know, with the other bassist in the band. Right. <laughs> I was just like, this is great, you know, talking about what basses we play, the amps and why and, and everything. It was really, really, really cool. Oh, it just sounds amazing. I mean, and all of this is like, it It seems like it happened fast for you, but do you feel that way? Do you feel like yeah. um, things are just moving at a crazy pace? Yeah, it was the, the tour in December. I had a week's notice. It was 
like, are you free next week? We're going on tour sort of thing. Yes. And I just got out of the European tour. So I was like, oh my God, yeah, I mean, I'm free, but I have, you know, I didn't have time to kind of even consider it. It was like, you know, you're either free, you're not, let's go sort of thing, you know, get ready and, and go. Yes. Um, so it is moving really, really quickly. I mean, last year I had one, uh, 20, 2022, I had, uh, how many tours? One tour. Yeah. 2023, I had five. <laughs> crazy. Right. It was nonstop. And it's just, <clears throat> and, um, Daisy, it is just going to get crazier. Yeah. You know that, right? It, it already is. is. It's just going to get, I'm sure so it is. So much I can't even talk about, you know. Really? Um, That's so yeah. exciting. Yeah. Wow. Um, secrets. Secrets. You know, secret <laughs> shows and all that. I mean, I'm in, I mean, I can talk, I can talk about my band. I'm in a band um, with original music because I've yeah. had countless comments being like, when are you going to release original music? Yeah. You could just play in covers for the rest of your life. And I'm like, well, I am a session musician, so I literally don't, but okay. Right. Right. Um, <laughs> I'm like, look into me. You'll see that that's not true. Um, <laughs> it's like anything, but, um, but I'm in a band called the exile club. Um, we've been going since January, 2023 and we've got our first album coming out this year. Um, amazing congratulations that's cool it was do you know what i got to i went in the studio with this bass yeah these strings and um you know just straight di in and i'm just so happy with the bass lines i came up with and how the songs sound and they're just so good they feel good songs feel good tunes i feel Um, like there's some footage of you recording for like bass parts for that like i checked out the exile club instagram and there's there's like you recording bass, right? Yes. Yeah. That's yes. right. I think I did it over uh, how many, yeah, we did two days in the studio cool. and I did, I think eight songs in like four hours. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> if that, I think it might be two hours actually. I don't, I don't know, but, um, <clears throat> yeah, it was, it was a really good, really good day. Um, just getting it all out and, um, having the songs of my bass lines on. Cause I think all the demos had, um, Joe, our, our guitarist, he was playing the bass for the yeah. demos. Yeah. I think I sort of said, I'm ready to, I'm ready to throw some bass, bass down on these and, um, get it done. And I think I, I tried to keep like a simplistic route. You know, some of the songs are quite chilled. Um, yeah. but I thought, you know what, there's, there's room, you know, they're very, they're all very lovely. They kind of said, you know, if you want to have a moment, then go for it. And, um, noodle so i did some like little noodling licks and stuff and i was you know you know those moments in the studio where you're like oh what did i just play on everyone's like oh my god what did you just play (laughs) that's great i was gonna ask you about your process for writing so um there's a scratch baseline do you like on this project for instance did you kind of honor that in ways and deviate in ways did you write completely new lines and what's your process (laughs) Um, if you get a song that needs a baseline, how do you attack that? Um, I think with a lot of session work I've done, I've been given a baseline to play. They've, they've sort of done it through MIDI or a keyboard, and they've yep. said, "Can you just basically play this?" But we want the human element to it, which I love, by the way, because yes. I'm—I don't know about you, but I'm terrified of being replaced <laughs> by like. Sure keys and stuff because i'm like it's happened before and i'm like that's not me playing um, oh yeah it happens so and, and ai is coming pretty soon the ai will be like what kind of baseline would you like and you prompt it <laughs> and it plays such a killer baseline like, damn it <laughs> yeah it's probably already here it's listening Honestly, to this conversation yeah. it's going to steal our gigs exactly, but yes I know. I'm scared yeah, to no 
I know what you mean, though. That thing of like you want to do a good job. You want to bring the sound the right part because you don't want it to be wrong. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's um, it's really fun, obviously, playing a bass line that you're kind of given because you kind of just do it and it's you know oh, another day in the studio kind of thing but with them um, with writing them it's um i mean my approach is you know you figure out the chords you know what chords being played um as far as the demos go i kind of honored them um as much as i could yeah if, if that makes sense like um oh, i'm trying to figure think of the the best way to describe this i followed the bass lines at some point and then i like sort of deviated from them and then i kind of got comfortable when i was like oh this this works better, or in my opinion. Yes. Um, but I think with the band, we're quite lucky because I we were in the studio sort of August time, but we'd done countless gigs of the songs from January onwards. So we had time to do them live. I could get used to playing them and get used to, you know, oh, this kind of worked. Oh, this sounded really good. I'm going to do that lick for every other gig and yes. I'm going to do that in the studio. You kind of get to figure things out, right? So I think that's a lot of what I do is just playing them over and over and over again and seeing what I come up with, what my brain goes, oh, play this and you kind of do it and you're like, oh, okay, I quite like that. Yeah, um, absolutely. <clears throat> I like doing that. Do you feel like you're drawing from influences as well? Like all the things you've listened to, do you feel like that stuff helps you come up with ideas? <clears throat> yeah, it's, um, I think, you know, if you're playing like a certain chord, I mean, I've got relative pitch or, you know, perfect pitch, whichever you want to call it. And I think sometimes I'll definitely hear a song within a song and kind of go, you know, this song did that or I'm playing this note and this note's played in this song and it has that lick in it or, or something. And I'm always kind of relating things, um, taking things from my favourite bands and, and thinking, you know, outside the box. What did they do? What, what would this person do right now? Um, yes. <laughs> without obviously taking too long to, to play it. Um, yeah, I'm always trying to take sort of inspiration, but also trying to find my own voice because I don't want to get so stuck into, um, taking too much inspiration and then I sound sure. like someone else. I want to sound like my own player. And I think I've done a decent job at that on, on the album. I think it's pretty unique and I've come up with some really unique riffs and licks, um, and some diff just different sounds, a different tone. And I think I'm, yeah, I'm pretty proud of sort of where I ended up with that. It's, it's, I think it sounds really good. Congrats. That is so right. awesome. And just, just know this too, from, you know, from an old guy that's been doing this a long time, whenever you think, or I will say this for me, whenever I thought I was being too derivative of something, no one else did. You right, know, like yeah. in my mind, if I was like, oh, that's too much like Getty Lee or or whatever, no one else was like, oh, that that's that. It's like you kind of think, oh, I'm I'm taking this from somewhere. But the rest of the world, like I feel like you can study bass players, your favorite bass players and a bunch of them. And then you don't come out sounding like I mean, very rarely does someone come out sounding exactly like somebody else, right? I just yeah. think the more references you have, or I found this for me, that the more references, more music I've listened to, spanning all kinds of genres, just sort of helps build the character of the playing yeah. that is me, you know? Yeah. Every song you ever listen to is the, you know, if you add them all up, it creates yeah. you. You know, right. I 100% I, I, I agree. I think I, you know, if you merge like a really metal band with like pop 
<laughs> you, you yeah. know, you you're not going to get something that sounds like either of them because it's going to create its own unique yes. sound. Um, I think that's definitely, yeah, definitely valid. In this, it's so in this cool. Sort of case. <laughs> it's cool that you're on this journey. I have to ask, like, so I, I didn't get, I mean, I played in a bunch of bands. I was in my own band making original music really young, but I didn't start my sort of like professional sideman thing until my thirties. And in fact, I didn't get my first like legit touring gig with this artist, Eric Hutchinson until I was 36. And that to wow. you, that just has to sound so old. Like when I was in my twenties, 36 was like, <laughs> like almost dead, you know, <laughs> but there are a lot of people out there, right. That are, that feel like they're good at the instrument. They're making the right moves. Maybe they're even making a little content. They're trying to get themselves out there and maybe they're late twenties, early thirties, mid thirties. And they're thinking, God, or, or, or maybe they're in their early twenties and they're thinking it hasn't happened for me yet. How can it happen? And they hear you talk about all these gigs, opportunities, this beautiful instrument you have. And they're like, how does that happen? Can you speak to like advice? Because I feel like you're wise beyond your years. You've had so much experience and you've, you've been doing content, you've been touring, you've been building yeah. instruments, you've been right. What is something that you could say to somebody who feels like it's not happening for them? What's the first piece of advice you'd give to them? I think that everyone is on their own journey and um, comparison can be, I think people say, you know, comparison can be the biggest theft of, of time. And I, I don't know what the exact saying is, but yeah, like the thief of lines. joy or something. I've heard yeah, that. Yeah. Right? Thief, of joy, thief of everything, to be yeah, honest, um, right. in that sort of sense. And I think you, I mean, for me, it was so, I, I have, I had no idea any of this would happen. You know, music was such a distant dream for me. Yes. And I think even I was um, saying in, in regards to the live class thing, you know, to some of my friends, I never in my life, in my timeline of playing bass thought, I'm going to work with SBL at some point because that was so far in the distance of like, yes. of happening. Like the odds were so small for that to happen. It wasn't right. even in my brain. Um, and I think you just kind of have to sometimes write your own story, mm. you know, put yourself out there, have no, no expectations, just do it. Um, you know, that these days I don't really focus on algorithms. I don't focus on the followers. I don't focus on the likes. I really don't care about the views anymore. I just want to post a song that mm. I'm enjoying and I want to share it. I want to share the gear I'm using, you know, demo that. I want to share my passion for music. Yeah. And I think you will in time find your people. Mm. Those people will come to you. You'll connect with people. You know, it's, it's some things just happen so naturally that you can't predict these things. You know, I haven't, I haven't predicted like 99% of my career moves. They've kind of just happened. And every time a brand reaches out to me, I still get that like, really me? Like the little yes. giddiness inside. Yes. It um, feels so, um, flattering right yeah right and you're like i you know i bought the, my first dark glass amp and i never thought you know one day i'm going to work with them i just bought it because i liked the look of it and i ended up loving it and you know you tag them in a couple of posts and it was literally 
I, I remember the day they reached out to me. Yeah. I was on the train to Blackpool from tour with Laura. Yes. Um, in 2022. And I got this message saying like, hey, we want to send you the E500 amp to, you know, do demos with it and see, see how you like it. And I just, <laughs> I still remember like, like being like, what the heck? They want to send me an amp? That's insane. What's going on? Like, what right. is my life? Yes. And now I'm like, you know, two years later now, and I'm, I'm like, I've worked with so many more brands and I'm, I've continued working with, with Dark Glass. You know, that wasn't the last product that we worked together on. Right. You know, they sent me an amp with my flipping name on it. That's like, crazy. That's so cool. Yes. Like what was, I, I can't even explain like right. how, in, there's not, it's not in there. It's not clicked yet. And <laughs> <laughs> I just don't get it, you know, and there's so I I never really would have guessed that happening and I never sat there thinking like I hope this happens for me like I never really sat there and, and thought about it I just did it like I went and I thought I'm gonna you know post about it to anything I'm gonna get a website set up I'm gonna get um, QR codes made with stickers I'm gonna get my own stickers I'm gonna sort out a logo you kind of want to fake it till you make it I was making stickers for my, with my branding on it when I was like, and I'm still not anybody, but you know, when I had nothing, when I didn't have any of this social media stuff, where did that, like, where did that piece of you come from? Because I feel like there are so many people and musicians that aren't thinking in that way. And for, for me, it took me a long time. Like whenever I would hear people use the word brand and it could just be, you know, I'm from a different generation and there was this real, probably toxic trait for people my age that was like, oh, branding, corporate, logo, all that stuff is not cool. Like, it's not real. It's not music. It's, you know, meanwhile, yeah. there are these labels that are signing these bands and they're doing that stuff. But to talk about yourself as um, an influencer, a person of influence, a personal brand, an entrepreneur, that is a fairly recent development, like with social yeah. media, but you're saying it started for you, um, before any of this posting stuff, like what lit that fire in you? I think it's de the determination to make this happen. Like I don't have music. Um, yeah. Just yeah. music in general. And I don't think it mattered what specifically I was doing in music, but I knew that, you know, bass was my thing. I wanted to be a performer I have no other qualifications. Like, <laughs> it's music I know what you or mean. nothing. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Like, yes. It's, <laughs> yes. It's it's musical music. That's that's it. Because right. you know, before this, I wanted to be a computer scientist. I wanted wow. to be a scientist in general. Before this, like, I've wanted to be a lot of things. You know, some some when you're a kid, you want to be like an astronaut or something. And, yeah, you sure. Know, most of the time, that never happens. Right. Um, because you know it's you think big when you're a kid and I kind yes. of don't think I ever let go of that of like thinking outside the box thinking mm. okay well if I'm gonna if I want to be a musician I'm gonna dream it big I'm gonna go all the way I've got you've got to make this happen mm. um and I get a lot of messages from people saying you know how did you do it and I don't have you know the simple formula of like this plus this equals this it's simply you've just got to, you like, you've got to do it. You have to do it. Like you have to have that almost like delusional mindset of like, yes. it'll be fine. I can do this. You got to smile, smile and wave through it and be like, yep, all good. You know, if you lose a gig, 
get another gig. If you um, can't find a gig, then, you know, find there's like apps out there, there's websites out there to get, you know, depth work. They might prefer you as a player if you depth for someone. Like, sure. right. <laughs> this can happen, you know, it's a brutal industry. Um, you lose gigs and you've got to just go, okay, whatever, move on to the next, you know. You've got to write your story and fake it till you make it is what, I, what I'll always say because, like I said, I had my branding sorted out before I'd even had more than five gigs. <laughs> that's incredible. Was, I was and, like, I need to be a business. Yeah. That's what, did you, did you were, are, are your parents entrepreneurial? Was there any kind of thing in your upbringing where like that was encouraged in you? Yeah. I think my parents have always been extremely hardworking and you know, they, they've helped me with literally my whole career. Like, you know, this bass and all the guitars and stuff behind me, I wouldn't have been able to do any of it without them. And I think seeing what their hard work has meant, obviously it's from a very privileged standpoint, you know, I've got both parents, they've had great jobs. And so I'm very aware of that and I'm extremely grateful and aware that, you know, not everyone is in the same position. Um, But I just think it's helped me sort of realize that if I, you know, do the late nights of gigs drive back from a gig do two gigs in one day you know you've exposed yourself to two different artists in one day it's two bits of work done in one day so you can do more tomorrow and you have more time and having um just the relentless i need to work i'm gonna put my my best foot forward today and um seeing what where it can get you you know even working multiple jobs at once getting a job at the start and then deciding when to sort of leave that job things like that I've just I think my yeah I've, I've sort of definitely got it from them they've always been very hard-working people and yeah it's definitely inspired uh, a spark a spark in me well and I mean something that you that I saw in you really early when I started to see your content was just how much you love it there is a genuine joy for your craft, for this kind of music, you make no apologies about what you like. And I absolutely freaking love that. Like, you're not like, oh, trying to chase a particular trend. Like, you are doing the thing that you want to do. And that's so yeah. refreshing to people. You're not pretending. Yeah. You have enough self-confidence yeah. to like the things that you like. And that makes people like you. Because they're like, oh, it gives them permission to like things that yeah. they like. And something that I want to say, too, about you that I see is that, like, it doesn't matter. You There are people out there that just don't have the drive, right? You can have a bunch of bass guitars. You can have gear, right? You can have, um, you know, all this stuff. But if you don't like to do it, actually, or you don't want to make that drive to the – you know, and then another drive to play with this artist and lose a gig and feel that heartache. And and yeah. this room sounds weird to this other gig. Like if that tanks you, it's over. Like yeah, you say, it's exactly. almost this, like, what did you, what word did you use? It wasn't delusional or maybe it was, but just this thing yeah. of like, yeah, delusional, right. Where like, yeah. you have to kind of be uh, like at all odds it's music or music. And yes. I feel like you yeah. have that, that is just, so, you know, that's a common thing that I see in people that I talk to that are successful, yeah. that build careers. It's kind of yeah. like, 
uh, I mean, you know, the positive words we use are like passion and, you know, dream, but sometimes <laughs> it's like delusion and yeah. pathological, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it, like an obsession. It's an obsession. Do, yeah, would you say like, this is an obsession yeah. for you? Yeah, it's, it's my whole life. You know, yeah. I, I live and breathe music. My, you know, I, my friends complain to me cause they're like, sometimes we can't get hold of you. And I'm like, because you're messaging me on Instagram and I've got like, everything is coming through at once on there and I've got to treat everything like an opportunity, mm. you know? And <clears throat> it is, it is having that delusional mindset. I think of, you know, it's musical music. It's that sort of the, the drive and determination. And as you said, you know, you can do a gig, in the grottiest of grotty places. Yes. You, know, you can you can grottiest you, of grotty places. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so British of me. Grotty. So great. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. And if that puts you if you're gonna let that knock you, then you you got another thing coming because you're gonna play in like fifty other of them in the next yes. few days. So I mean <laughs> this is a funny story. Um on the European tour, um, I hope Laura's okay with me sharing this, but it's just so funny. Um, we stayed, obviously I won't share the venue, but we stayed sure. um, in venue accommodation. And I don't know if you've oh. stayed in venue accommodation before, but sometimes it's really nice. Sometimes it's grotty. Um, it's, it's grotty. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, <laughs> yes, <it's>, it is. <laughs> I don't remember what country we're in. It was like Germany or, or something. And it was really, it was like minus two. It was, uh, which I don't know what is in Fahrenheit, but it was cold, cold basically. Cold, sure, and yep. Especially for a Brit, it was just, it was cold. It was not comfortable. Um, and we went up to the room. We'd done this gig. We kind of drunk a lot. Um, you know, we were, we were just loving life and yeah. vibing. Um, and we get up to this room and there's no heating. Um, it's so cold in this room we had i think three duvet uh things over us two throws like blankets yes and we like we stayed there was two single beds and a double bed and um you know we didn't know if these sheets were clean or not of we course. didn't have any backstory <laughs> right. but we were just huddled in this double bed together like literally shivering yes um and in, you know we could have we could have sat there and been like we're better than this we don't need this let's go let's go somewhere else. So what we did we we sat there and laughed about it all night. It right. was the funniest thing, and we said you know what we've been at the lowest of low now. Like this is it. it <laughs> right. If it gets worse, fair, but it I don't think it can. Right. Um, <laughs> and I just thought like if we if we've managed to get through this then we're fine. We've got this. Like right. you just have to put a smile on and laugh about it. And I think that attitude for both of us, you know, Laura's doing so well herself. And I think that attitude in the both of us, the fire inside and um, the determination, it really is that that gets you through these things and makes you realize, do you know what? This job has its moments, but this is still what I want to do. You know, I would do that all over again. It was so funny. I would stay in that room all over again I just to experience it. the funny times and 100%. shock value. And, and, you know, if you think back on your life of the things that are story worthy, it's not the lovely hotels that you stayed in. 
that not, were that were not. perfect that were perfect temperature and there was water yeah. for you there and there was a nice <laughs> breakfast that was free in the morning and you got out on time yeah. and you got to the gig on time and you played a great show like that's not interesting <laughs> you know what i mean it's like a great story at all everyone's just like oh shut up yes exactly <laughs> like, that. <laughs> exactly it's the it's the stuff where you miss the flight had to stay had to sleep in the airport had to you know sleep in the the grottiest of grotty places <laughs> i'm sorry i love i love all the british uh, the britishisms <laughs> with, with scott that is definitely one i i use that word a lot i'm like if i say something's grotty it's grotty like that is yeah it's grotty it's so good so, yeah, yeah to, i mean it's, it's the hardship that makes you know and obviously there are hardships that can be traumatic and you know nobody wants those types of things but like the stuff that you go through you can either choose to bitch about it and be upset or you can choose to put it in the story bank and be like this we're going to laugh about this like yeah. if you even if you're not laughing in the moment like you two were like you could be like we're going to look back and we are going to this is going to be a memorable thing and yeah. to just trust that, like, hey, if you're going through it now, it's not always going to be – you're not always going to be in the coldest of cold rooms. You know, you're going to make it out of there and that that's going to be sort of this, like, galvanizing thing that the two of you share and in the yeah. rearview mirror. And, yeah, I think a lot of times people like the idea of being in a band. They like yeah. the idea of playing the bass. They like the idea. It's not glamorous at yeah, all. <laughs> it's not glamorous at all. And you have no. to love it beyond, you know, beyond anything. Can I ask you about content? Yeah, of because course. Go ahead. Because you are a content machine and you uh. make really engaging, <laughs> awesome content. And I guess um, I'd love to know, you, you mentioned something that I thought was really interesting. You said you're not looking at followers. You're not looking at numbers. You're not looking at metrics. You're making videos and content that you want to make. <laughs> Can you yeah. talk – and I, I feel like that's a pretty mature approach. There's – you know, I feel like when people start out on their content journey, maybe that's what they're doing. But then everyone at some point gets into this thing of like when do I have to post? Oh, how – you know, am I growing or am I dying? <laughs> yeah. You know, in terms of follower numbers, you're looking at all those metrics. But um, what made you – cross over into this new zone of just making the content that you wanted to make <laughs> i think so i'll start this off by saying i am losing followers right i'm gonna put that out there i'm gonna say my follow account has been dipping for a year mm. um you know i started off 2022 on like 57k and i'm yes. currently at 55.9 and i am not ashamed to say that because yeah. One, it's not my fault. I've been consistently creating content the entire time. I'm happy with what I'm putting out. I think it's high quality for me and my, you know, even in between a busy gig schedule and still managing to get some sort of content out there. Yes. I'm proud of it and I'm more than happy with what I've put out there. I scroll through my Instagram and I remember each video and I remember what was going on either side of the video, you know, or I filmed that on the day I had this gig or, sure. you know, I filmed this five minutes before running out of the house to go to a session or something. So I'm very happy with, with what I share. And I think last year was one of my favorite years of all time. Mm. It was so good for me. I did so much brand work, working with all my favorite brands that I've, you know, could have ever hoped to, to have worked with. Yes. 
And I think seeing that follow account go down, but then seeing the brands that I work with increase, mm. I was kind of like, why am I caring about a number on my little profile page or my little phone when I'm going into these, you know, brand HQs and flying across the countries and I'm doing all this exciting gig work and I'm still getting booked for gigs. Right. The number doesn't mean anything. That you know, it's it's who's following you that counts, not the amount, right? Everyone strives to get you know hit the 100k mark or or whatever. Sure. But I don't think it matters anymore. I think you know it gives me some sort of integrity. You know, people assume I'm a big deal because I've got the amount of followers I do, which you know is helpful. Right. But I don't think it dictates my success. Mm. I don't think it dictates who I can and cannot work with, play with my skill level level it doesn't really matter to me anymore because i did so many great things last year on so many more great things than the year before i was like it can't it doesn't correlate i haven't got the time in my life to sit there and and think all oh, this view this didn't hit 10k views sure and yeah I'm like, it doesn't matter in the long run i'm not gonna remember <laughs> right well and the interesting thing too is that you know if you do content, you know, you're very like painfully aware, probably too aware of that follower number, right? Yeah. And, and when it goes down, no one else notices actually. No, like it's funny. Really like you, I mean, I watch all of your stuff and I don't, I, I had no idea that your follower count was no. going down. So externally, it's not like people are seeing, you know, paying attention closely to your follower count and going, no. oh, hold on. There was a, you know, a, a point, a decimal point dip here, <laughs> right? Um, someone told me too <laughs> that like when you lose followers, it's good because it's it's removing the people that weren't going to be your core audience anyway, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And it's not, like I said, it's who follows you, not how many. Exactly, yes. You know, if I'm followed by the brands I want to work with, if I'm followed by, you know, if I've, I've managed to become friends with musicians that I would listen to when, when I was growing up and stuff, right. you know. And yes. um, that in itself means way more to me than any follower count, any like count, views, anything could mean, because... I know that they are seeing my stuff, you know, the people that I used to listen to now know that I'm in a band, they know who I am, they know my name, they've helped me out with some things, you know, they've got me guest list to their gig, and I think I was, you know, I'd rather have those 10 people that I've created friends with follow me than all the followers, because, you know, I don't know if anyone's going to listen to the music when it comes out from my band, I don't right. know how many of them are, you know, legitimate fans that will actually go out of their way to listen to it, you know, I hope most of them are, but I haven't got that expectation because I don't, I think you're setting yourself up for disappointment. Sure. Um, you just, you end up putting yourself on such a pedestal that, you know, if you was to release a song, you know, everyone batters you, they're like, release a song, you know, stop doing the covers and get music out of there, and I'm like, okay, well, are you going to listen to it though? <laughs> Like you say this, but are you actually going to care? Right. Um, so it's about who follows you, not not how many. Yes. And as long as you're putting out content that you enjoy, playing a song you love, you know, work, working with whoever and whatever, I don't think it all matters. As long as you you're happy with what you're putting out there on your digital footprint. Absolutely. <laughs> for the internet, forever. That's forever funny, you know? yeah yeah <laughs> i know yeah it is it's out there. <laughs> let me let me ask you because sometimes i see um you put up something where someone has made 
you know, like a rude comment. And it, it's interesting. I remember I was talking to um, Layla about this, Sneary, yeah. who, you know, w- she would get people saying, you know, and it, she said, honestly, it's mostly old dudes that yeah. say mean things. And I was like, old dudes are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's funny because I have a sister who it, who does stunts. She lives in Brooklyn yeah. and she does stunt work. For her job. She's so sick. Her name is Paige Allison. She's awesome. incredible. Um, but I was really, yeah, I think I, on Instagram, I think she's Paige Ray, Paige Ray, Paige Ray Allison stunts. Anyway, she's awesome. Check her out. Um, yeah. but she, um, I was encouraging her to post this thing. She did like a backflip off of our, of a dock into, into a lake on this vacation. And I was like, you should what? post that. That was sick. And she was like, I yeah. don't know. She's like, I got, there, there's just people that are kind of weird that, you know, and I was, she's like, I don't know if I want to. And then I was like, no. And I convinced her to do it. And then she posted. And then I saw, I mean, there were some people that were cool, but I saw these guys that came out of the woodwork that left shitty comments on my sister's page and yeah. b- blood red mad blood red mad like i was like yeah. let me find these guys and like you know um but it, what was interesting is i was saying you know i'm coming from this you know 40 you know at the time i was probably 43 43 year old white american male perspective where i was like oh it's all good and the people that mean leave mean comments you have to treat it with empathy and i was you know hitting on these yeah. gary v things and <laughs> my sister was like it's not the same for me and and it really kind of made me take a step back. I have this terrible, like, narcissistic uh, impulse sometimes to sort of assume that everybody's kind of like me. You know, like, oh, everybody yeah. probably has a similar experiences and thinks the same way. And, like, I kind of default to that, which is not cool. It's it's something that um, I'm working on. I need to work on. Not everyone's experience is the same as mine, obviously. Yeah. Um, but with content, I was sort of in that naive place. And I guess um, I've seen you post about people that have left shitty comments. And I'm wondering if people are afraid to get into the game of content or they're concerned about dealing with that stuff. You seem to deal with it well or you – I guess I don't even, I don't even want to say that. You, you deal with it. And I guess I want to yeah. ask you how you deal with it. That's a really good question actually. Um I think I just kind of have the mindset that, I mean, most of my comments actually um, are either aimed at the instruments behind me, which is always the funniest ones, because I'm kind of there like, well, you know, that's fine, but I'm just going to sit here and be happy about it. Like, like, what um, do you mean aimed at the instruments behind you? Like you have too many or what's the deal? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll go into a bit of depth with that. I had um, this guy comment on I think it was an unboxing video right yeah um I'm on but I bought the base okay it's my money I bought the base yes. I wasn't sent the base um and it was actually unboxing my um the Fender Jag um cool. the Royal Blood collaboration oh yeah cool Love that base. yes so I was really excited about this unboxing I'm super happy in the yeah, video right. in the bottom of my bag is the signed scratch plate um and I'm like, what the hell? Like, you can see it in the, in the video. I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is 
why is this in here? How is, you know, what's happening? Um, And I got a comment on it that was sort of just going down the lines of um, immediate hostility of, you know, this guy was a photographer. It was on his business page. His full name um, is out there, you know, where he works, where his studio is, like every detail that you probably don't want to have on your page when you're being a troll was out there. And especially as some of my followers are going to hit you back too. So bad game to play, right? Right. Um, but went down the route of like, you know, I don't understand why you film videos like this. Mm. Um, you know, you clearly, um, you must have rich parents or something. Um, just immediately just judgy, really judgmental. Didn't say anything necessarily hurtful, but it was kind of, it was just hostile. Like, you know, just like, I don't understand and whatever. And I can't remember the exact comment because it was it ended up being like this really long argument of me just sort of saying, it's none of your business. Like what I spend my money on. It's, it's literally, totally. you can just scroll. Um, if it upsets you that much, you probably need help. You know, you right. shouldn't really be getting up this upset about it. Turns out this guy, um, used to work at the shop. I bought the base from Wow. and the shop ended up reaching out and apologized to me. They were like, well, he doesn't work with us anymore. And, you know, these comments go deep. You know, some of them, these guys have no, they have no filter. They they don't care if they get found out. They don't care if they get caught. I get married, married men with like three kids commenting like on my posts with like heart eye emojis and stuff. And I'm like, you're literally married. Like, oh, right. I don't yes. think your wife would appreciate that. Right. Um, you know, the DMs are even worse. Oh, it's I can't so imagine. I can't imagine. <laughs> Bad. I I'm kind of happy the algorithm doesn't like me anymore because it means I get less of that. So wow. Um, but how you deal with it is um, you kind of just have to. Again, it, it's similar to the, the the you know the grotty the grotty place I stayed yeah. in. If you let stuff like that affect you, you're not going to get far. I get sexist comments face to face at my gigs. Wow. I get sound engineers that won't learn my name and will call me, can you go tell that girl? Oh, yeah, um, right. <clears throat> I've had, they tried to teach me how to use the amp, but they tried to tell me how to use my bass. Um, they try and, like, you know, offer to tune it for me and stuff. And, oh, my God. You know, <laughs> right. I've had it all. It's, it's, it was so bad. This guy tried to say, he was like, do you know, do you know what active and passive is? I was like, yeah. He was like, do you know if your bass is active or passive? It's like, active. And he was like, okay, well, when you plug it into the amp, you need to make sure that the active switch is on, otherwise you'll break my amp. Like, okay. God, right? <laughs> Will do. <clears throat> okay. And I could see where this was going, and I told my bandmates, this is, this is in my band, and I said to them, I was like, I don't like that sound engineer. He's given me, he's giving me vibes. And they were all like, I'm sure it's fine, but it wasn't until we were about to go on. And I plugged the bass in and everything, and I heard him say um, to his the other sound engineer go, go tell the girl to make sure that she's put it on active so she doesn't break my amp and i just the lead singer looked at me and she, she was like okay you're right yeah awful awful human being yeah. what the heck um so you, you know but i dealt i just went yep yeah, it's on active don't worry i'm fine and then i did a killer bass solo and i was like see i don't need i can just show you i'll just show you that i'm sick i don't need you to believe it i'll just uh. show you well, you've it just to, has to take a toll. Does mindset. it ever take a toll on you? Honestly, no. Mm. I've I've always been pretty thick-skinned, and I think 
Um, again, I love the content I put out. I love unboxing videos and I'll, f I'll upload more of them. You know, if it's going to annoy people, then I'll do more. <laughs> I'll just annoy you more. I'll, <laughs> I won't block you. If anything, I'll follow you back so you see my unboxing videos, you know? They're going to annoy you that much. It's amazing. It's not... <laughs> It's not me that needs to get a group, it's them. It's like, of I don't, course. you know, they need, they're the ones that need help, not me. I'm fine. I'm living life. You are so. living life. And, and, and <laughs> honestly, I'm sure that's what people are responding to. They're, um, you know, it doesn't make it right, but they're responding. They're thinking, oh, I wish that I had that <laughs> life. And why does yeah. she have it? And I don't have it. And it yeah. is for all the reasons that you listed previously in this podcast. Work ethic, yeah. drive, all all of the things that you have done, and people see you and they assume it's something else, and um, that's not fair. And I just want to, I want to put on record for all old guys out there: we're not all bad, Daisy. All right? No, absolutely. <laughs> I don't judge. I get like some of the gigs I have are mostly like age sixty up, yeah. and you know I love them. They're great. There's some of them leave such nice comments, and they. they they mean well, and it, it's always the positive I pay attention to, right? I, I try to delete the, the negative. I screenshot them first, though, because it's always nice to look back on. You know, if you want to make yourself feel better, <laughs> laugh and read old hate comments. It's yeah. the funniest thing ever. Um, I mean, to be fair, like, you can even, go, if people leave their workplace and stuff, you can be petty. Sure. I say game's the game. Like, I've got, you know, I've, I've done some pretty petty things if someone's tried to, tried to upset me before and I'm, I have no shame about it because it's, you know, I'll message your workplace. If you're going to be awful and oh, say things it. that, you know, you would never say to someone's face, right. then say it with your chest. <sighs> Tell me in person, meet me at the corner, bring it, you know, Damn, um, it's like, ready meet you walk. outside. <laughs> Catch me outside. <laughs> Catch me outside. Oh my God. That's amazing. All right. Um, so do you feel like I, I want this piece of content from you? I, have you ever done like a mean comment read? Oh, that's exactly why I screenshot them all. Cause one day I want one it. day I will. I mean, I, I want a I mean comment well. roundup from you in 2023. I've got some incredibly funny ones. <laughs> do you know what the most common one is actually, this is going to make you lie. Um, so <laughs> basically if I'm filming a YouTube video, right. I'm focusing it on me playing. Yes. I don't need, I don't need like, I don't know, you don't need your feet in it or something. You don't need like my carpet in it or something. I've just got the shot on me, okay? The neck, the whole neck's in shot. Yes. The most comments I get on YouTube are saying she's not plugged in. Really? People just Just assume... because. Like, for example, am I plugged in right now or not? Can you tell? No, because tell. it's out of shot. I can't see the cable. I'm plugged in. Oh, you are. I see it. It's in the shot now. Now I can tell. <laughs> see, I'm plugged in. It's always on the same videos. Weird. It's so funny. On my P base, because people think of P bases, they think they're on the front. My P base I've got is on the side. Oh. So people think I'm not plugged in. It's, um, it's just wild because nobody ever says that about me, you know, no one ever goes, Oh, he's not plugged in ever. I don't think I've ever gotten that comment. It's literally my most common. And it's like, it's always followed with, so she's not even playing. Right. Because, like, because you're a girl, you're young, you're a girl. And they think like, Oh, there's no, there's no way that this is happening. Oh, I'm just little old me. Yep. I'm, I'm way too incompetent. Playing pretend. To I just, oh, I'm just going to see to my eyelashes instead. <laughs> like, what do you, what do you want me to do? 
People are so weird. They're like, she's, she's not plugged in, she's not even playing. And I'm like, well, you can literally see the string move. <laughs> yes. Like, if you want to go, like, you know, slow the video down, go play it on your own bass, see if it's the right note that comes out. Or, like, oh, my God, I had one before that was, like, I was in a drop tuning, yeah. and he was like, the third fret's not supposed to make that sound. <laughs> <laughs> my guy literally went and, like, tried to get me. It was like, I tried playing it, and it didn't sound like that, oh. so therefore she's faking. I'm like, oh, my God. You see these little things? <laughs> you can, you, you can change them. the pitch of the string here, change guy. Change the pitch of your string. Oh, man. Well, it's cool. It like, you're so you're so chill about it. Um, it's, sometimes it's got to feel ugly, but I love, I love your attitude toward it. Um, also, guys out there, hey, hey, guys out there, stop. Stop doing that. Just stop. Stop, Just stop. doing that. Stop. It's not helping I'm, anybody. I'm I like you guys. I'm in the same page. You know, I'm just trying to play bass and get my, my job done. <laughs> right. Of course. I'm not hurting anyone. Oh, my God. Um, hey, speaking <laughs> of playing bass and getting the job done, you are part of this new thing that SBL is doing called Live Class. And um, yeah. you did – you're doing – you're teaching a rock class, which yeah. I'm so – Road to rock. The road to rock. Yes. The road to rock. Thank, first of all, Daisy, thank you so much for doing it and saying yes. Thank you so much oh. for doing it. Thank you for asking me. I can't, like, now that I'm speaking with you, I can't even, like, I can't recreate the reaction I had, um, but it was something along the lines of, like, screaming, freaking out. Like, like I said before, this SBL, working with SBL in any way, shape, or form, was not even on my to-do list yeah. because it was so far, like, I felt like it was so far out of reach for me. And, you know, you could have picked anyone for, for, for any of these courses. And I just cannot believe, like, it took me weeks of sitting there thinking, oh, my God, have I actually been picked for this thing? Like, have I actually, has that just happened? Am I actually about to do this? And it wasn't until the class yesterday I was like, oh, this is happening. This is a this is a thing. This is about to happen. Like, you're doing this. Your name is on that website. Yeah. You're doing it. Yeah, it's happening. Um, and and I heard such great things about your class, too. And we were talking <laughs> about, like, rock, you know, talking about rock. Yeah. And, like, because that is a, a significant lack on the SBL, in the SBL sort of universe. Like, Scott loved oh, yeah. rock coming up, but he's more of, like, a jazz fusion guy. I came in, and I brought some of that. But there, there's all kinds of things that I talk about. And when we talked about, like... Who loves this music so much and who would be perfect in this? I just kept thinking about you. And uh, I wasn't sure if you would even want to do it. I mean, you have tons of opportunities. So when you were excited about it, it made my heart very happy. So I'm so <laughs> glad you're doing I'm glad, it. I'm glad as well. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. That, honestly, just hearing that means the world to me. Like when you say that, it's not just me that gets excited, but it's it's little you know little rock daisy that that yeah. loved the metallica and everything you know listened to nickelback rockstar was like i want to be a rock star and now yes. i'm teaching rock and i'm you know i will hopefully go through those songs on, on the oh, <laughs> on the course i love it but it just means the world hearing that honestly it's um yeah literally a dream 
a dream plus come true. Oh, you know, well, like I said, I didn't I, dream it, but I don't take that for granted because there are also <laughs> people out there who who don't want to live stream, and you know, like they would rather, you know, some people we reached out to were like, oh, thank you, but like I would rather eat ground glass, honestly. Like no, I mean, oh, you know, really? like because they just didn't want to. Like sometimes people don't want to be in front of the camera. Now I knew that you were comfortable doing that, but I still didn't yeah. know. So. Um, and hey, anybody listening briefly, we just launched this thing called Live Class, and it's five days it's a week, three times a day, different instructors teaching you different things. Um, you can, it's yeah, it is amazing, and you can check out the. Um, you can check out the roster. If you go to SBL, you can check it out. And I believe it's also liveclassnow.com has all of the info. But I'm talking rock, obviously, with Daisy. I'm doing a thing where I'm um, leading you in a guided practice session. I'm doing a gear deep dive. Scott's doing technique. We've got Danny Moe, who's doing soul and R&B. Ian King, who's doing funk. We've got Katie Thoreau doing upright. Ian Trussheim. There's three Ians, actually, which is incredible. <laughs> We're going to take over live class, the Ians, the three Ians. Um, Ian Trussheim, who's doing bass basics. We've got Steve Jenkins. I'm leaving some people out. Like, you know when you start to name people and you're like, well, cool. You're committed now. Yep, I'm, I, I've committed and now, you know. We're getting the list up. Yeah. So, uh, but – to to anybody, and I say Danny Mo, I think I did, but yes, there yeah. are a lot of amazing. Oh, our great Eric Eric Wills, who's doing, uh, I believe, transcription. Oh, and Gary Willis, who's doing advanced jazz. Todd Johnson, who's doing more of like beginner jazz. So there's really something for everyone. We have the genres covered. Travis Dykes doing gospel and CCM. I'm getting there, Daisy. I'm getting through them. Um, <laughs> But we've got something for everybody, uh, and you can come and really study and really go hard into jazz if you want to. You can come and just listen to records. You can come and just yeah. check out gear. You can come and, like, if you're like, ah, oh, you know what? I play in a church environment, but I love rock music. Go take Daisy's class. Like, it's – I'm happy to have yeah. It's all there right now. You can get in as a founding member for four ninety nine a year, which honestly is crazy town um, for the amount of streams and the amount of people you get to interact with. Uh, the price is crazy, I think. And also, I agree. Yeah, actually. right. Yeah, yeah. It's I agree. so it's, much cheaper than judging taking by, a lesson. Um, yeah, and it's going through the. You know, obviously, I'm I'm kind of glad that my class didn't start on the Monday. It was on the Wednesday, so I could Same. actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, I could look at everyone else and see what they're sort of doing yeah. and just see what the website looks like. Right. And honestly, it's that's this community is going to in a month's time, it's going to be insane mm. because, you know, I've already got people that have gone into my DMs being like, I've just watched back your class. It was amazing. And, you know, people are already commenting on the discussions and talking about bases. And, you know, everyone's just kind of everyone's got that common denominator. We all love bass. Yes. And I think it brings all of that together. It doesn't matter how long you've been playing for. It doesn't matter who you are, what you like. It's it's literally for everyone. Yes. You know, you can go to any classes you want, and it's so good. Like everyone's so great and kind and accepting. Um, yeah, if you don't want to feel judged and you want to, you know, take your time with your learning and stuff, it's the place to be. There's something for everyone. It's really, really good. Yes. And like, if you have one person that you've been studying with, obviously in-person based lessons, so great, but that's yeah. one perspective. 
I think we have 11 teachers on the roster at the moment. That's 11 different perspectives covering a lot yeah. of things. We've thought a lot about it, tried to pull in. I mean, when I contacted you, Daisy, it was like, I'm assembling the Avengers. Like, these are the, <laughs> like, you are one of the people that you are a first reach out. Like, please, please, will you do this? And I'm so happy. As a Marvel fan, I really appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Avengers Assemble. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, guys, you can sign up, um, check it out. It's also, let me just say this. It's not you in some kind of chat service where you can write a question in a chat. No, you're on Zoom. Now, if you don't want to turn on your camera, you don't have to, but you can also participate. You can react. You can raise your hand. You can ask a question. So think yeah. about that. If you are a fan of Gary Willis and you want to talk about fusion jazz and navigating the changes to giant steps, you can directly ask Gary. If you want to know, if you've never tuned down to drop C and you're like, how do you even do that? Like you can raise your hand and ask Daisy. And that's incredible. I'll happily tell you. Yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> so I'm I'm just so thrilled. Um, I'm so thrilled at how diverse it is, too. Uh, yeah. It's something that's really meaningful to me. I mean, you know, there was a time where I told Scott, hey, <laughs> hey, like – no more 40 something like bald white guys. All right. Let's, let's figure out a way to like, come on. Like we need more perspective, I mean, you know, just even being the young, like I'm 22, yeah. like doing this at my age, I just cannot wrap my head around it. Like everyone in pretty much in the group was older than me, mm -hmm. you know, in the, in the actual session. Yes. And I think I was so nervous. I was like literally shaking at you know, the start of it. Cause it was just, I think it had confirmed like 16 attendees. I think 26 people ended up I turning up it. and I was, I was just like, Oh my God, this is happening. Yes. This is, this is it. And all these people, you know, some of them have been playing longer than I've been alive. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, well, I have been. Yeah. That would be true for me. Yeah, yeah. But I was, someone said they've been playing for like 45 years. Yes. And I was like, you've been playing for double my age. Like double plus one. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sitting here telling you like how to play. Like right. you should be teaching me. <laughs> no, no, but but that's why, right? I mean, it, it's like you have the passion. You have, you know, you have. I just, I hope too that through this, there's going to be the people that are taking the courses are going to get a lot out of it. But I think as teachers, we're going to get a lot out of it too, because you yeah. know, right? There's going to be questions asked. There's going to be. Um, you know, you get to interact with these people. And I think there's nothing that makes you a better player than having to describe what you're doing and teaching it. Absolutely. It really yeah, and being sharpens you. Yeah. You're kind yeah. of on the spot. Yeah. But it's yeah, a, it's, it's a great it's group. And also guys, so, you know, um, we're not thinking that all these courses every day are going to have 400 plus people and you're going to get lost in the shuffle. We've, we've really tried actually to make it diverse and tried to make it cost enough so that it is a kind of a curated smaller group experience. So the idea yeah. is we're going to have anywhere from five to 40 people right on a class. And sometimes you might show up to a listening class and it won't have a ton of people, but then that's good because you'll be able yeah. to interface more with the person presenting. Um, and, but I feel like Daisy, I feel like yours is going to get real popular real soon. You won't be I able to so. field all those questions. <laughs> They're going to be ripping in. I know. I, I didn't even get to finish. I had a whole plan written out. I didn't even get to finish it right. because I was just, I mean, but what I will, right at the end of the session, playing the song and everyone just jamming together. Even I said to them, you know, I can't hear you. I can't really see you. 
um if you make a mistake it's fine but we just all need to jam together like this is just so much fun it so doesn't matter cool. if you hit a bum note it was so like genuinely it was so much fun and That's like so just cool. seeing you know some people were just like head banging <laughs> some people were like really getting into it i was like what is going on right now this is literally a like this is the best thing ever oh, it was so much fun that is um, yeah and, and getting you know getting comments that you know people in the chat were like this was the best one yet this was so much fun like we were totally rocked out that was amazing like some people heard the song for the first right. time there were people that haven't heard slither i mean this is why <laughs> this is why you're amazing because like you love this stuff to your core and you're like, I can't yeah. believe you haven't heard this. You got it. And like, you're so excited to hit people to it and you are going to create Nickelback fans. I know you are. Dude. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I'm going to say, if you don't have a five string, get one yeah. because we're going to be playing some Nickelback. Yeah. We're going to get that Spectre time. Yeah. So today. Mike Kroger, he's got an amazing sound. He's a beast. Oh, so he's a good. beast bass player. So good. I mean, yeah. yeah. And, and also Everybody, look, you can find all this information, like teaching the instrument. It's not so much about the information itself. You can go online and find out how to play a scale. You can find crappy tabs for all kinds of rock songs. But it's about who you interface with. It's about, like, you have one life. It's about who, who do you want to spend it with? Who do you want to spend yeah. time with? And so when, I, yeah, right. Like when we were thinking about putting this program together, it's like, who do you want to sit with for an hour and learn from? And I really like, that's really important to me. It's not just like, who's the best, who can play the <laughs> fastest, who knows the most stuff. It's like, who do you want to be around? Because the people yeah. you're around influence who you become. Um, and absolutely, oh, you're spot on right Yes. Now. This is and Daisy, Pure wisdom, like, guys. Everyone listen to this right now. <laughs> but that's why You're I reached like... out to you. Because you have an infectious personality. You're really fun to be around. Aww. Like, I want to come and take your class, and I'm going to. Um, so Thanks, I can't I'm wait. Emotional. No. Well, it's, it's, just, it's, it's so just true. It's so much fun. It's so true. I mean, oh. and this time flew by... So look, you're awesome. We love you at SBL. Thank you so much for being Thank a part you. of it. And please Thank tell so everybody that me. checks this out um, where they can go to better support you as an artist. Oh, my name is Daisy Pepper. I'm on probably every social media platform you can find. <laughs> um, you know, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. Um, I have a Patreon page. If you just search Daisy Pepper, I come up. I upload so much exclusive content um and you see the real insight into a working musician's life um if that's something you fancy seeing you know the, the good the bad um the even uglier the funny comments um you know a funny discord place where i can share all those funny comments and then get send a mob to go attack them for me um <laughs> if you want to get some anger out <laughs> if you want to be a part of the mob <laughs> join my patreon join the discord and there'll be plenty of people you can have a go at and get it out of your system so yeah um <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, <laughs> I love it. And yeah, just just my website as well. I've got a website that I've got all my upcoming gigs on, and um, just you know, just all my exciting stuff I've got going on, really. But that's um, everything about me. Find me there. <laughs> you you are on your way. I mean, you're in it right now, and the future is so bright for you, Daisy. It's so cool. Thank it's you. just going to be so fun. Like I'm I'm a fan, so I'm going to be uh, your cheerleader. <laughs> I'm going to be cheering for you every step of the way. Yeah. 
And vice versa, if I want good tones, I'll come to you. you Even the Helix, guys, everyone get Helix presets from Ian. They're so sick. I I still need to make a video with them, but they're so sick. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, And yeah, I'm going to turn up next week to your class. I'll see you there. Awesome. Let's rock out. Let's do it. Everybody, thank you so much for watching. If you wouldn't mind, go someplace where you listen to this. Leave a comment if it's on YouTube. If it's on a different app, leave us a rating. It really helps the channel. And uh, as always, love that you're listening. Thank you so much. And we will catch you in the next one. Take care. Thanks, guys.